Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, Chuckery Show. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. We're going to honor Tina Turner all hour long. This is my favorite Tina Turner song. Uh, better be good to me. This was, um, uh, this was written by the songwriting team that did, um, oh gosh, Kiss You All Over by Exile. Like, they had multiple number one hits that they wrote. And, and the girl that wrote it with them... She wrote Love is a Battlefield for Pat Benatar and stuff like that. Um, but it was, um, oh, gosh, Mike Chapman and somebody else that wrote this. Um, but they were they were, prolif- pro- they were prolific songwriters. Like, they wrote multiple number one hits and things like that and all kinds of songs. So Holly Knight was the uh, Holly yeah, Knight, yeah, yeah. Nikki Chin, and Mike Chapman. Yeah, Holly Knight wrote Love is a Battlefield. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, Nikki Chin and uh, and uh, Mike Chapman, right? That yep. So they they wrote uh, what what was the other number one hit that they wrote? They wrote "Kiss You All Over" by Exile. Um, oh gosh, what was the other number one hit that they uh, that they wrote? Um, can't remember now. But they but they wrote multiple number one hits. Um, so um, if Tina Turner wasn't really a songwriter, so she just sang other people's songs. She did great covers. I mean, look, one of the songs we didn't talk about was um, uh, "Let's Stay Together." The the Al yeah. um, uh, Al, Al Green, Green cover. cover. Yeah. yeah, like she did a. Wasn't that on Private Dancer? Wasn't pri- what didn't that wasn't uh, "Let's Stay Together" on the uh, Private Dancer album? Look and see what. The, well, hold on, hold on, but hold on. I'll I'll look it up because I, I know that you know it's not going to not going to get really far with uh, with all this um all right studio album by tina turner private dancer uh let's see yeah it was on there yeah it was on side two yep yep kids know i have no idea what, what i just said side two <laughs> no yeah well again again you know a if you if you asked them you know what a 45 single was or whatever like <laughs> right. that you know I mean, it's that's probably the name of a rap album or whatever right. like that so but uh anyway so um yeah, that's uh, 
yeah, that was that was on Private Dance. That was another, you know, obviously that that was a huge album in the 1980s, but um, um, obviously it was kind of her her breakout and everything. So anyway, all right, um, let's get to a NFL squib kick. Take a look at the NFL with the squib kick with John Chuckery, Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. You know, um, thought some interesting comments from Lamar Jackson, who is at OTAs now. So um, he's got his first practice in with Todd Munkin. So obviously Todd Munkin coming over from the University of Georgia and now the offensive coordinator for Lamar. Don't you think he's happy that Lamar Jackson's back uh, in the fold? But um, it was interesting what Jackson said. Because, again, this is what we always talk about in the NFL. So it says here in the article, after his first practice with the New Ravens offense coordinator, Todd Munkin, Jackson said he was extremely pleased with the direction of the new scheme and believes a philosophy change was needed to be successful going forward. Quote, less running and more throwing, Jackson said when asked about what this offense will allow him to showcase. Um, Look. You're not going to have a long lifespan in the NFL being a thousand yard running quarterback. And that's the thing that Justin Fields is going to have to understand is that his passing is going to have to catch up to his running. And if it doesn't, these guys are not going to last long. Look at RG3. You know, RG3 was a guy, oh, he's going to revolutionize the quarterback position. Okay, well, he didn't play very long. And even Cam Newton, to a degree, all the running, it took its toll on him. And he probably lost maybe three to four good years of his career for it because of how beat up he was. Up, the Braves win. Yep, all right, Braves win. So they they walk it off. So so good, good victory. Uh, Four to three. That was, uh, was that extra innings? Was that in the 10th inning? No, no, it was bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth? Okay, okay. So, yeah. All right, so bottom of the ninth, uh, they walk it off. and um, um, All right, so that's good. So now we got a little bit of a victory going into um, going into, um, going into the uh, Philadelphia Phillies uh, series. So Braves win it in the bottom of the ninth. I think Iglesias is going to get the win uh, in all this. Bryce Elder was, was really good uh, tonight. Um, he got in some trouble, threw 101 pitches, scattered a bunch of hits, but six innings, seven hits, and a walk but only one earned run for all of it, and he had the six strikeouts. So, unfortunately, he did not factor into the decision, so Iglesias most likely will get the uh, victory uh, in this because he, um, he did pitch in the top half of the ninth uh, inning. Yeah, yeah, he got the victory. Um, so, Elder pitched really well, but Iglesias gets the, with the walk-off and uh, Braves win 4-3. to three. And, um, uh, look, I will say a needed victory. You want to just feel like you can beat the Dodgers, right? You know, we've had so much trouble with them over the course of the regular season previously. But um, anyway, but but back to Lamar Jackson. It, it is interesting to hear his comments because, look, when you're getting that kind of money, you're not looking to put your quarterback in imminent danger, right? You're not looking to put your quarterback in a situation where he's going to face some real beat-up factor. And, and he even said here, here's Jackson's quote, running can only take you so far. And I feel like with this new era of teams and offenses in the league, I feel like we need that. Coach Todd Munkin, what I'm seeing in his offense so far is looking tremendous. 
And look, it's say what you will about the NFL. You can have some success in the NFL running the football, but it's hard the way offenses are structured nowadays. It's hard to be a run. That's why, you know, at some point, Arthur, whether he's got his quarterback or not, I mean, at some point they're going to have to get with, you know, the modern NFL style, right? Like, Matt was the the epitome of modern NFL football. Guy who could throw it 600 times a year, you know, threw a good bit of touchdowns, didn't throw a tremendous amount of interceptions. But that's, you know, you've got to be more like what Pat Mahomes and A.A. Ron are and, you know, Josh Allen. I mean, those guys can run. I mean, certainly, you know, Mahomes can run. Josh Allen can run. But you've got to be able to stand in the pocket. What do I always say, Day-Day? I've said this for years and years and years. The NFL game is about standing in the pocket and yep. pushing the football downfield. Yep. Stand in the pocket. Push the football downfield. Yeah, you can run and escape and things like that. But if you're a run-first quarterback, you're not going to live long. No, the you're, run, the run, the leg is supposed to help you extend plays, right. not be the plays. And look, that's that's what Lamar Jackson understands. And look, Todd Munkin, Todd Munkin is is obviously look. He's one of the better offensive minds. He was one of the best offensive minds in college football, right? One of the best offensive minds in in, in the game of football. So uh, I expect Lamar Jackson to really blossom and thrive under a Todd Munkin um, offense. The uh, Patriots lost two days of OTAs for uh, violating off-season rules. So the specifics of the violations are unclear, and it also remains uh, to be seen whether this is the team's only penalty. But the, uh, the Patriots called off Thursday's practice earlier in the day, presumably after receiving word of the penalty, and they will lose another day last week so teams are allowed a total of 10 OTAs but no live contact is permitted as part of article 21 of the collective bargaining agreement says that the NFL management council disciplined the Cowboys last offseason for violating rules governing offseason work they lost the day of OTAs for 2023 as a result of OTA practices in 2022 that were considered too physical can you imagine too physical. I mean, guys are barely hitting, and the practices are too physical. And Mike McCarthy was fined a hundred thousand dollars. Like these guys. I mean, listen. Give the NFL Players Association credit. They have negotiated like no contact practices. Can you imagine Tom Landry in nineteen? Uh, we're talking about the Cowboys, right? Imagine Tom Landry in nineteen seventy-seven in OTAs, not having just. Line up, pads on, helmet to helmet practices, you know, in 1977. Well, the game's evolved and things like that. Okay. Well, I guess my question is how much, how damaging could the contact have been if they don't even have on equipment? Again, it, the, <laughs> it, it's, it's like everything in the NFL. Like the Players Association has just negotiated any kind of contact away from anything. Like, there's just, you, you can't hit anybody anymore. What is it? You can only have a limited amount of to-the-ground practices and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you're not, you can't do two-a-days anymore. No two-a-days, nope. Yeah, that's, I mean, no, gone, no physical yeah. practices of two-a-days. Like I mean, it's, 
It's just crazy. And, and give the Players Association credit. Look, if that's what they wanted, you know, but then again, they the, – the, the flip side to that is the percentage that the owners get versus the players get as far as that, and, and it's a little bit more skewed. Um, and then also the extended schedule and stuff like that. I mean, so, you know, again, these are all part of these – negotiations and deals right you want a 17th game okay yeah well, we yeah. don't want to practice and hit exactly. and all that good yeah. kind of stuff yeah. so it's all, it all goes into the equation yeah yeah so um did you see chris russo's rant about thursday night flexing um of games it was kind of funny to watch him just kind of go off but i i agree like i don't know i mean i i understand why they're doing it they 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 have a new broadcast partner in Amazon. They want to flex games in the last four weeks of the year, get better matchup, playoff implication matchups, and they have to give 28 days notice. But I don't like the idea of flexing Thursday night games. I mean, you have an idea of who's going to be good and not good. I mean, if you're scheduling the Arizona Cardinals for a end-of-the-year Thursday night game, you know what you're going to get? They're one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Like, I knew this. Right. Like, I knew this before any kind of schedule came out. You know this already. And you have to play your divisions and stuff like that, the, the other divisions. So it, that's the rotation. But I don't like the idea of flexing Thursday night games. I don't like the idea of, you know, telling both fans and players that, hey, all of a sudden we were supposed to play it Sunday at 1 o'clock, and now all of a sudden we're going to play Thursday at, you know, 8 p.m. or whatever like that. Like, I, I get why they're doing it. It's about bigger TV deals and – you know, it's about their new broadcast partner and all that good kind of stuff. Still don't think that it's a really good idea to to have um, Thursday night uh, night games and stuff like that. So, um, How about this one? NFL players want all playing surfaces to be grass, not turf. The NFL prefers to let teams play on artificial surfaces if they so choose. Uh, a Tuesday night feature on HBO's Real Sports with Brian Gumble address the situation, focusing on how the use of turf has trickled down to the high school level. Well, I – so one of the high schools in my hometown was one of the first ever stadiums to have turf. Paul Brown Tiger Stadium mm-hmm. in Maslin, Ohio. That was one of the first stadiums to have turf at the high school level. Wow. That was back in the mid-'80s. I knew the guy who installed the turf, too. I Actually, I worked for him. But um, um, Paul Brown Tiger Stadium was one of the first – high school athletic fields to have turf. Now, again, when I say they had turf, they didn't have modern-day turf like with the sand and the bait. It was they had the, oh, They right. had the hard they, base. They had the old stuff. Yes, they yeah. had the hard base, and, the, and, the, and it was a little bit better version than just the old AstroTurf, but it wasn't a whole lot better. Um, so they said that um, how – Turf has trickled down the high school levels, and it's causing an epidemic of injuries. While not quite an epidemic yet at the NFL level, a league source with knowledge of the situation tells Pro Football Talk that 2022 injury data for turf fields was awful. Um, Chief medical analyst Alan Sills acknowledged that the numbers aren't good without getting into specifics. Um, They've asked, they said that Pro Football Talk has asked for the data, but the league has yet not yet responded to two separate emails um, on the issue. Um, you know, the Falcons obviously play on turf. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been on that field. I mean, it's it's not bad. No. I mean, it's, it's 
not a bad field to play on. Now, again, I'm not taking bumps and things like that with it. I'm not taking wrestling bumps and stuff, but it's not a bad field. Right. I mean, it, it feels it doesn't feel too bad. I don't – and I don't do, – do players get hurt at Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Like, is there a rash of injuries at Mercedes-Benz that I don't know about? I don't really know I about don't really, yeah. I yeah, don't I don't really know, know about a rash of injuries at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, I don't know. But, again, it, it could be like places like Buffalo and stuff like that where once it gets cold and things like that. I mean, I, and I get that. Up, right, yeah. right. I get that. And I don't even know, um, um, does Foxborough have, because they have out, they have an outdoor stadium. Do they have synthetic turf? I know. I know. Um, um, Arizona. No, the, um, uh, not the Meadowlands. What, what's the Giants and Jets stadium now? Gillette Stadium. Uh, Gillette, yeah. yeah. No, no, got, not Gillette. Uh, is it Gillette? No, I thought Gillette was, yeah. I think it, it's Gillette. Yeah. Yeah, because that was where WrestleMania was a couple of few years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, you're right. They're, Gillette Stadium, they've got turf, right? And obviously if it gets cold and snowy and things like that, but you would think it would be easier to clean off whatever, but maybe that's part of the problem is when the turf gets really cold and stuff. But, yeah. again, look at Heinz Field, though. Like, Heinz Field was a disaster for, for actual grass, like, they would play a Saturday afternoon game with Pitt, right. and then the Steelers would play on Sunday in that Heinz field, and that field was just a disaster. Yeah. It was a disaster. So, anyway. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines back up to you at 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. What should the expectation of Jesse Bates be this upcoming season? What's the expectation of Jesse Bates this upcoming season for the Falcons. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Chuck Green, Kia Studios. Sports Radio, Night of the Game, the Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chuck, we're back in the Key Studios. We never do things nice and easy. <laughs> we always do things rough. Proud Mary from Ike and Tina Turner. Uh, MetLife Stadium is what we were thinking of. Yeah, thinking of. yeah, because Gillette, I think, was was the Patriots Stadium at one point. Yeah, I think was it was. It? Yeah. Because wasn't the, um, wasn't the guy who owned Gillette, yeah. he, was the, the, he was the owner of the Patriots? Right. Uh, Before Victor, Victor Kayyem. Yeah. Victor Kayyem, I think, was the owner of the he, – he owned Gillette, and then he was the owner of the Patriots as well. Before Robert right. Kraft, yes, yeah. to your point, yes. Um, anyway, Honor and Tina Turner here in the Brownlicker Music Hour. So uh, 404-741-0929. That is our phone line – or, sorry, our Solomon Brothers Dunham text line. Uh, our phone line is 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Asking you the question – what should the expectations for Jesse Bates be this upcoming season? Obviously, the Falcons spent high free agent capital on getting Jesse Bates, who is not just the number one safety on the marketplace available, but he's a former second-team All-Pro player, right? Um, in 2020, you could make a case that he was one of the maybe two, three best safeties in the NFL. That's the year that he was a second-team all-Pro. This past season, 16 games, 16 starts, had uh, four interceptions, um, eight passes defended, one forced fumble, 71 combined tackles, 38 solo, uh, 33 assisted, one tackle for loss, did not hit the quarterback at all, and obviously did not have any sacks to go along with it. Now, here's the thing, and this is why I'm excited about our secondary is because of the Jerry Gray influence, that Jerry Gray is going to have a definite influence over this team. Does Bates need to be, I'll, I'll ask it like this, does Bates need to be a first or second team all pro? You, you gave him a $14 million a year contract. I think it's the fourth highest safety contract in the NFL, right? So he's one of the top played players at his position. Obviously, that was the the highest guy, even over Caleb McGarry and things like that. That was the highest dollar amount that they spent on a player. And if we're to, you know, if we think that Okuda, AJ Terrell, that if we think that those guys are all going to be better, and maybe Grant Hawkins, you know, whoever, um, they're all going to be better. Jesse Bates is walking into a good situation. I do think that he needs to be a first or second team all pro safety because you have to justify it at, at some, see at some point, at some point we can't keep talking about guys potential and their influence, right? Like Kyle Pitts, Jesse Bates, they have to massively influence games or we're not going to win because that's where our money's tied up. That's where our high draft capital is tied up, whatever, whatever that particular thing is. 
So at some point, those guys all have to be a you know be a part of why we win a lot of football games. Now, can Jesse Bates be that kind of player? Sure. I, I mean, again, he's a former second team All Pro safety, not some Hammonager. He's been really good the last couple of years. Maybe not the same player that he was in the pandemic year, but he's right there at it. I mean, again, he's a really good player and a really good safety. And we know about Jerry Gray, the fact that he worked with Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas in those guys' rookie year. And while Jesse Bates is a guy who's got five years under his belt, but you can always learn from guys that are at that level, right? You can be influenced by guys that are at that level. So what do you think is your expectation for Jesse Bates? I think I think he's I think he needs to be a top a top safety. I think that when we look back, it's he's supposed to have a real impact on the game, not from a standpoint of. And, and by the way, he he set his career high in interceptions this past year with four. So it's not like I don't expect him to go out and make ten interceptions. I don't expect him to get ten sacks or what have you like that. But he's got to influence games. Like we have to be talking about on Monday. Hey, why the Falcons won? Oh, well, Jesse Bates was a big part of that. He had this play or that play or this and that and things like that. We have to be talking about him as to why we're winning games on Monday, not not talk like, well, he's been an afterthought or, you know, well, he's not, you know. Again, watch the game. You'll see if he's making impacts or not. Did, did, did Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor make impacts in football games? Did Troy Polamalu make an impact in football games? Oh, yeah. Did Ed Reed make an impact in football games as to why all of those teams won? Absolutely. And you didn't have to you didn't have to dive into analytical numbers and and you know uh spreadsheets and sabermetrics and all these other goofy things. You didn't you didn't have to do it. You could sit back and watch a game and realize, oh, Ed Reed's affecting the outcome of this game. Oh, Troy Palomalu is affecting the outcome of this game. You could watch those guys and see that they were affecting the outcome of a game. That's what I need Jesse Bates to do. That's what I need for him to do. I need him to be at that level, even if it's only for a year or two, but I need him to be at that kind of level. Because if that's where our if that's where our free agent capital is locked into, okay, I got no problem with that. I like the player. I just didn't like the fact that, again, when we're so deficient at sacking the quarterback, that our highest player, um, free agent player on on this squad is a guy that stands 10 yards away from the football. Well, you're being a hater and all that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm being a hater. I, I'm, I'm trying to influence the game. I'm trying to see the Falcons win. I'm trying to fix the things of why they don't win, why they don't influence games at certain positions that are keys to football. That's that's what I'm trying to do is trying to make sure that they can win some football games. But I, I like Bates a lot. I think he's a really good player. Um, if he can get back to that level that he was at 2020 where he was an outstanding safety, I, again, that's all good news. It, it, it'll, it'll make all of our defense better. Pass rush and uh, you know our um, pass coverage and all those kinds of things better. It will be, you know, and he he can come up and I mean, listen, he's a he's a guy that uh, you know he's pretty good size. I mean, six one two hundred, so he's not a small safety. He's not um, 
who's the guy we had a couple years ago? Um, Demonte KZ. You know, he's not that kind of, you know, he's not a smaller guy like that. He's a big physical dude, 6'1", 200, right? So you expect him to maybe come up in the box, make some plays up there, what have you, you know, influence the game that way. Influence the, I mean, just influence the game for us to win. Be a big reason why we are winning football games, not just kind of an afterthought and different things like that. Be a reason why we're, we're winning football games. And look, he seems like he's revitalized and invigorated, right? He came from a Super Bowl organization, right? Cincinnati Bengals were a Super Bowl organization. They'd gotten the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. They were, what were they? Were they in the AFC title game last year? Was it them and Den- was it them and Kansas City in the AFC title game? Yeah, it was them and Kansas City in the AFC title game. So he's coming from a really winning organization. I also like that about players that if you're coming from a good organization that knows how to win, I like that about players. I like guys that come from good organizations, not just guys that are, you know, stat heads and haven't won games in the NFL. Give me guys who have won games. Give me guys who have been part of something successful. Well, Cincinnati Bengals have been a Super Bowl team and a conference, you know, two conference championships and a Super Bowl in a two-year run. It's pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good marks, you know, right there. So I expect Jesse Bates to be a influencer on the game. Um, again, I don't get into the stats and things like that for what safeties need to be, but he needs to be influencing games. And I do think that he needs to be a first or second team all-pro caliber player. I think that should be the minimum expectation. When you sign the highest-priced safety or, like, the fourth highest-priced safety, you know, he was the highest-priced safety on the marketplace this year, I think the fourth highest-priced safety overall, okay, you got you got to be able to influence games for us and be a big reason why we're winning football games. So, Excited to see, um, obviously, OTAs rolling along for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And, um, you know, a lot of people speaking earlier today. And um, just good to see everybody, you know, kind of get back together. Um, obviously, we are, I think we're a few weeks away from mandatory minis. I think, I think mandatory camp is is a few weeks away. And then, obviously, as we get into July, it'll be full bore training camp. And then, you know, August with preseason games and all that good stuff. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll obviously talk a lot of Falcons here as uh, we are your home for all things Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Braves, by the way, did win uh, tonight, walk-off fashion, 4-3. to three. Um, Ozzy with his sacrifice fly that scored uh, – who did he score? Um, uh, Austin – no, was it, was it Riley or Olsen I, that scored? I think it no, was Riley. Riley. Yeah, Riley. Riley scored the game-winning run. Uh, Ozzy had the sacrifice fly, and um, Braves get a win. Elder was really good. Six innings. He scattered seven hits, but six innings, seven hits, just the one run that he gave up, one walk, six strikeouts. Um, the home run to Betts was really his only big mistake. Um, 101 pitches. His ERA now is one is 2.01. 2.01 ERA for him. Um, he's been a real bright spot. Did not get the win, obviously. Iglesias got the win uh, tonight, but certainly he's been a massive bright spot. Pitched so many good games down the stretch for the Braves last year. He's been a big bright spot for what this team is wanting to do. And, uh, look, they need him right now, right, with Kyle Wright and Max Fried that are on the 
injured reserve or whatever they call it nowadays, the IL or whatever it is nowadays. Those guys are not going to come back anytime soon. Michael Soroka had a really good start down in the minors, um, had his most pitches, I think, in a couple few years, six innings of, of good baseball. So maybe hopefully, you know, as we move into, you know, the month of June at some point, maybe Soroka's a guy that they can call up and hopefully he can have some success and kind of stabilize one more spot in that rotation. I believe Dylan Dodd is going to pitch tomorrow. I think that's what I saw is that uh, it was announced that Dylan Dodd is going to be the starter tomorrow. And I think Aaron Nola starts for the uh, Phillies. So that will be a good series. That, that will be a good series. Let's hope the Braves can find a way to take three out of four from Philadelphia and just expand that lead on them. I mean, these are the ones that count now, right? Dodgers are a really good series and it's fun, but the Philadelphia series, that's what really counts, right? I mean, we need those wins within the division and such like that. So it uh, looks like Dylan Dodd will be on the hill for a uh, Thursday action. And, of course, the Braves play all weekend long at uh, Truist against the Philadelphia Phillies. Then they'll head to Oakland. I think, that, think that's a Tuesday. I think that's a Tuesday-Wednesday uh, deal. It's only, a, I think, a two-game series that they have with the hapless, dreadful Oakland A's. All right, more to come. We get back. Chuck Rinnakia Studios, Sports Radio Not to the Game, Odyssey.com app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. You know, is is there any one song that's more of a signature song for an artist than what this is? This right here? No. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, like, this song is... I I don't even... You don't have to be a music fan to know that this is identified with Tina Turner, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, think about it. This is a song to, like, what I was saying before. For me, prior to her resurgence, all I knew was old stuff my uncles and dad and them played, right? 
So for this, this song in this era, this was all new music for fans, young fans like right. myself and you, because we didn't really know much about her. I didn't know. I, listen, I, I'll admit, I knew nothing about Tina Turner right. before Private Dancer. Yeah. I mean, I knew she was married to Ike Turner and all that. Right. But I was, when this album came out, 13 or 14 years old. Yeah. Right. I mean, again, I, I, I knew that she, I knew... I knew some of the background about, okay, she was married to Ike Turner. He was a thug. Right. I mean, he was right. you know, a guy who beat her and all that kind of stuff. But I, I didn't, and I knew Proud Mary. I mean, right. everybody knew Proud Mary, but right. I didn't really dive deep into her exactly. selection of music. Right. But, I mean, when you, when you think about songs that are like signature songs mm-hmm. that are truly, I like, that is far and away her signature song. Right. Like, like if I said... What is Michael Jackson's signature song? You could probably get half a dozen answers. Yeah, for that. Yeah, because you'd have some people that would say "Beat It." You'd have some people that say "Billy Jean." Some people would say "Thriller." Some people would say "Off the Wall." Yes, exactly. So can't stop till you get enough. Yeah, I mean, you could you could go round and round on something like that, but there's no there's no question about what her signature song yeah. is. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think about it, and I'm just rattling my brain, which doesn't have anything working nowadays. <laughs> but um, but think about the idea of there's maybe, there's maybe nobody who has a more signature song than what she does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. there may be nobody that, that has a, a more, I mean, can you think of anybody? No, I mean, th- that's one of those songs to what to you know, where when someone you know, that conversation today, or and today, matter of fact, when people started getting alerts on their phone that she passed away, right? For a lot of people, that was probably one of the first songs right. that came to mind. And and thank God, and maybe somebody has done it. Has anybody covered that song? I'm not aware of it. I, I mean, I, I don't know of anybody. Yeah. I mean, I don't know of any mainstream. Yeah. But again, it w- it would be blasphemous to cover that song. Yeah, there's certain things you just leave alone. Right, right. I mean, that, that yeah. would be one and of those songs of that, yeah, that would be one of those songs that, okay, just never touch that song again. Yeah. It, it's it's perfect the way that it is. There's, there's nothing you can do to improve it. Like, I don't want Selena Gomez singing What's Love Got to Do With It. Like, again, she doesn't even know what, what the meaning of all of that is. But anyway... Um. So Day Day, yes, Hulk sir. Hogan, mm-hmm. the Hulkster, he was on Ariel Hawani's um, podcast, the uh, MMA Hour. Okay. You know who Ariel Hawani is? No. So he's an MMA journalist. He's also a wrestling guy. He's a big MMA guy, big wrestling guy. He has all the top guys on his his show. Um, it's a um, I think it's a video podcast and things like that. But he's I forget what network he's he's on, but but he's big in the MMA and wrestling world. Okay. And he had a Hulk Hogan on. And here's here's the the comments about it. Hulk Hogan says that he would wrestle at WrestleMania 40, which is next year's WrestleMania at WrestleMania 40. If Stone Cold Steve Austin agrees to do it. Hogan said he never had a retirement match. This would be the one. Anything about that? Hogan and, and Austin. I just they're they're too old. Like I, I love right. them. Like I like yeah. they, I just don't need to see them. Right. They can't move right. especially Austin. Hogan Hogan tweeted out a picture, I think a couple of years ago. 
he literally has like ten pounds of metal inside of him. Yeah. Like his hip, his his hips, his knees. I mean, everything is bionic with him. Yeah. There's no way. Their no mobility way. would look horrible. Exactly. There's no I mean, Hogan wasn't the, you know, Ric Flair of workers. Hogan Hogan for what he did was a great worker. For yeah. what he did, he was a great worker. Yeah. But you you don't again, it sounds good. You don't want that match. No. I, I didn't even want that match in their in their in their prime per se. Right. Like Hogan and Rock were perfect together. But I don't think Austin and Rock and, and Steve Austin said this before when, when all that was going down about WrestleMania eighteen. You know, he talked about before that Hogan was not a good dance partner for him. Right. For the way that he wanted to wrestle. Um, it was not a it, w- it wouldn't not have been a, a good match. Right. You know, it, it's funny because if you look back at the matches that Undertaker and Steve Austin had, they weren't all that good. No. SummerSlam '98, and you know they they weren't great matches when those guys. So you know there is something to chemistry in the ring. Yeah, and I don't think Austin and Hogan, while while it would be like a dream match, right? Like that was a that was a wrestling magazine's dream match. You had on the cover of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Right. What if we? What if? Hogan and Austin wrestled one another. Right. Okay. Sounds better than probably what it would really be. Right. Especially so, now. Yeah. And look, um, how do I say this about the Hulkster? You know, he's not exactly the the Hulkster's not exactly the most honest guy. Let's put it like that. He's he 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 tells a lot of fables and stuff, okay? Like he he has a lot of fables about what what went on and different things like that. Um, so that's that's a him thing. But I, I don't I would not want to see that match. No, like I, I mean said, their their old their mobility would look hard, especially Hogan. Like I mean in Stone Cold, like his knees are just done. Like. Yeah, I mean I saw I saw I saw Hulk Hogan at a oh gosh this was TNA oh I want to say. In 2016, like probably 2013 or 14, maybe mm-hmm. somewhere around that range, when he was in TNA, and I, and at that point he was so beat up he couldn't even walk to the stage. Right. Th- this was when Rampage Jackson was in TNA. Okay. And they and they had a house show over in uh, at uh, the Gwinnett Arena. Right. And and Hogan came out as he was like the commissioner or whatever like that. Dude could barely walk. Yeah. And I know he's probably feeling a bit better. He said, like, CBD has really helped him out. Like, CBDs and all that kind of stuff has really been a big benefit. But he can't walk. No. Like, again, he can barely walk. There were times when Eric Bischoff has talked about that Hogan couldn't even get out of bed. He was so physically in pain. I mean, just, I don't want to see that match. No. I don't want to see what that match, you know, brings to it. But, again, and, and I know everybody's getting their retirement match. You know, there's a lot of rumor that Goldberg's going to get his retirement match with AEW. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of rumor about he his retirement match will be with AEW. Wow. Yeah. That would be big for them if they can. It would be they, huge. That would be big for yeah, them. Yeah, it would yeah. be huge. If they can make that yep, happen. Yep, it would be huge if, if they could get Goldberg. Because yeah. Goldberg is no longer part of WWE. No. He's, yeah. he's kind of a free agent uh, out there in the world. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that think that he may be having his retirement match. But I don't want to see. Look. I love the Hulkster. I was a Hulkamaniac growing up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Hulkamania was, uh, I was probably, I was probably 12, 13 yeah, years old. Yeah, I was about old. to say, because I was like 10-ish, 11-ish. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was probably 12, 13 when Hulkamania was running wild, running, right? Running rampant. Yeah, when, yeah. when I was running wild, Running wild, yeah. Running, running wild, brother. <laughs> um, so I was, you know, I was all about the Hulkster. I was not, yeah. I was not an Ultimate Warrior fan. No. Um, I never really liked the Ultimate Warrior. I was a huge Randy Savage fan. Me too. Even, even when he was a heel, yeah. I, I even I, even when even when Savage turned on the Mega Powers and and broke them up, I I still was a huge Randy yeah. Savage fan because I think I think I think Savage is one of the greatest. I think he's one of the greatest performers all around oh, yeah. in in wrestling history. But I was a Hulkamaniac, mm-hmm. and then I, I was all about the NWO. Yeah, you know, I was I was yeah. when when Hulk turned heel and look. Hulk latched on. He saw that Hall and Nash were getting up. The stories are out there. Everybody knows that. Like Hall and Nash were getting over. Mm-hmm. Hogan wanted to be part of it because the Hogan and and the the story about well Hogan tells all these fables. You know, well you know I didn't know if I was going to turn heel because of all the merchandise and stuff like that. And Eric Bischoff um, had Sting as a backup plan and all that. Hogan was always going to turn heel. He's going to latch on to. What those guys had for success, like they again, nobody could have seen this coming, but they were already getting over with Hall and Nash, and yeah. they were they were having so much success. And Hogan was stale, right? Yeah. The, the red and yellow were stale at that point. Yeah. And then Hogan talks about, well, I didn't know if uh, Andre the Giant was going to do business at, at WrestleMania three. Yes, he was. He right. just effed with Hogan. Right. Everybody knew that Andre the Giant was going to put Hogan over. Right. That he was going to. Hogan was going to let him slam him, mm-hmm. and he was going to take the leg drop and one, yeah. two, three. That yeah. was always the plan. Like Andre always was going to do that, but what he did was he was a great prankster. Mm-hmm. He effed with Hogan the whole day yeah. and made him think about whether or not he was going to do the job. <laughs> but he was always going to do it. Look, Shawn Michaels in 98, they weren't sure if he was going to do the job to Austin. Like right. They weren't sure that he was going to drop the title to Austin at WrestleMania 14. That was legitimate. That's why the Undertaker went to Gorilla and right. taped up his hands. Right. I mean, he he literally he made sure that when Shawn Michaels passed him by, that he was in the middle of taping up his fists. Right. Because he said Undertaker said, one way or the other, Austin's getting that belt. Either, either <laughs> Shawn Michaels is going to give it up willingly, or he's not going to give it up willingly. Right. And Undertaker was going to make sure that business was done. But that was never the case with Andre the Giant. There was never any question about whether or not. He would do the job for Hogan. It was right. always going to be that way, and he was always going to do the job. And and so, again, that that's you know Hogan tells all these now, fables I did, about. Stuff. I did see one thing where Bischoff did say he was panicking a little bit that night. Um, yeah, that Hogan was. Yeah, because he's he, him and Bischoff are best friends. Yeah, and and he wasn't you know he wasn't a hundred he like. Going into the night, he felt good, but then, like, as things were starting to to play out, you know, and Hogan was like... Ho- Hogan was always going to... Listen, <laughs> Hogan Hogan was stale. Hogan wanted to latch on to what was hot. Yeah. Right? That's what Hogan does. Yeah. You know, again, even putting the ultimate warrior over. I mean, mm-hmm. it, Hogan is always going to latch on to what is hot, right? That's mm-hmm. how we stayed alive, you know, in the wrestling business for whatever, 40-something years, right? Yeah. He's a master at it. So he was always going to do that. I mean, that that's it's just I I know what Eric Bischoff has said. I I I've talked to Eric Bischoff about all this, right. but again, he was always going to do do put put everything over, and that's what it was going to be. So all right, love TKO up next. Chuck in the Key Studios, Sports Radio for the Game Odyssey.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 